Hello, Mary. Hi, Michael. So do you want to know how do we gain the skill to be a visionary, basically, right? To see things other people cannot see. Right. Or to like even notice that our past experiences if, if is helping us to see things differently. Mm, that's a good question. So the skill is, how do I go out and mine my past experiences in a different way? Right. Or you can rephrase it to be, how do I do something amazing in the future based on my past experiences? That's right. Now, it doesn't matter if you can mine your past experiences well, if you can't do anything with that in the future, right? It's only useful to run this mine if it's giving you something useful in your immediate or medium-term future. There's a logical inference, right? Otherwise, why go through the trouble of setting up the mine, right? Why set up a mine produces wonderful ore and sell it if it can't help you in the short to medium term? That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So basically, people who can see things other people cannot see, we call them visionaries, right? It's, you know, it's a very fanciful term, but that's what they did. It means they can see something other people cannot see. So the question is, why are some people not able to use their past to see things other people cannot see? Is that a good way to rephrase the question? Yeah, I think that sounds like a good... I would think it's very simple, actually. Do you know what the answer is? Um, no. <laughs> simple. People who seek external validation are not able to mine their past. It's that simple. And because they're not able to mine their past, they cannot use their past to see things that other people cannot see. And let me explain this to you, right? People who seek external validation do things only if they are complimented or approved by other people. Whew, I feel like I'm being hit pretty hard. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about you. I don't even know you that well. No, well, no, no, no. I definitely, I definitely understand like that point. And... But think about this, right? Mm -hmm. If you are the kind of person who let's let's take a very simple example, right? I'm going to take a real example here. Let's assume it's 2008 and Las Vegas has collapsed because of the housing crisis. 2006, to, this is 2007, 2008. Merrill Lynch is going bankrupt. Bear Stearns is in trouble. Lehman Brothers is collapsing. The housing market has been decimated, right? And you are sitting there with $5 million. Okay? Mm -hmm. $5 million cash that you That's can spend. That sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds awesome, right? And you realize that you can buy a property in Florida, Las Vegas. I mean, you can buy a Las Vegas penthouse. You know, penthouse that went for $3 million, you can buy it for $300,000. And now you want to do it. But every single expert you rely on is telling you not to do it. If you seek external validation, if you are someone who wants to not be called stupid by these experts, you will not buy the condom. Even if every metric tells you the United States is not going bankrupt, right? The United States is not going to disappear. It mm -hmm. will come back. The housing market will recover. But you won't do it because you want the external validation of others, which mm -hmm. means you cannot support your own views. Mm -hmm. You won't do it. So you miss out on an amazing opportunity. And of course, if you look at things, every housing market is now recovered, right? Mm -hmm. To think the housing market is never going to recover is to assume consumerism is dead in the United States. That's what it means. It means that the markets, the people are never going to buy things and the market will never recover, right? Or, or people just think that's the right price. It's just going to stay low. It's, so you're saying that the market's collapsed and the price is never going to rise again. It's just going to be static forever. Even, even if that's the right price, the price uh -huh. must rise because that's how market responds, right? There's inflation, there's growth, there's changes in demand. For you to assume that's the right price is one thing. For you to assume the right price is going to be the same price is a different issue. But think about this, right? How many people mm -hmm. did what the experts said? How many people, when the market collapsed, rather than holding their stock mm -hmm. and waiting for it to rise again, they sold at a loss? Who does that? Why would you sell when the price collapses? Shouldn't you hold your stock? Yeah, well, most people are afraid of keep collapsing. Or most people listen to experts. 
<laughs> okay. External in external validation. When you seek external uh-huh. validation, you do irrational things uh-huh. because you seek the validation of others. Right. Implicitly, explicitly. Mm-hmm. We see that all the time, right? Uh, you know, in relationships, you do something because it gets a compliment from your significant other, even if it's the dumbest thing in the world. Maybe you don't <laughs> like cooking in the middle uh-huh. of summer. Maybe you think it's a horrible thing to sit there in thirty degree heat and cook a lasagna or bake uh-huh. lasagna. But you do it because it's the only time your significant other really compliments you. So your behavior has been modified due to. Uh, I well, I don't really like cooking. So well, that's you. I'm not talking about it. when I say you. I mean in general, right? Right. So you uh-huh. see how see. So people say, well, I don't seek external validation. Well, you know, unless the iPhone seven or iPhone six is so superior to the iPhone five, mm-hmm. why are you buying it? Why do you need a new iPhone? You don't really need. But but why do people buy a new iPhone? Because it's cool. Everybody else is, is doing cool? it. Cool means that you want Everybody to be else. like someone else, right? Why do you want to be like someone else? Because you want people to see you're part of an elite group. You want witnesses to your change in stature, right? When you seek witnesses, mm-hmm. you seek external validation because a witness, by their very nature, is validating you by witnessing you, right?、Mm-hmm. That's like the most basic concept. So most people seek external validation. They do things that other people that they either trust. Or even if they don't trust anyone, they take comfort in knowing a lot of other people are doing it. Think about that for a second. Think of how many things you will buy, not because you trust someone's opinion, but because you see a hundred five stars on Amazon.、Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know if the real lunatic put the five stars up, right? Maybe he's maybe a five year old that doesn't even know what quality is, right? But you see five stars and you see a hundred and say, okay, this must be good, right? But what if your needs are different from the hundred other people? You don't know that. But you seek external validation. You take comfort in knowing that other people have validated this. Therefore, it must be right.、Mm-hmm. Rather than saying my needs are unique, and even if a hundred other people said it's bad, I know what I want from this. I'm going to do it. So external validation is the big issue here. People are unable to mine their background. It's very simple because other people don't do it. And if everyone else doesn't do it, they'll say, "Well, if no one else is doing it, therefore I shouldn't do it. It's a waste of my time." People will say, "Well, if someone I trust says this, I'm not going to do it." Let me give you a very perverse example of this, which will really surprise you. Right? It's a very shocking example, actually. Obviously, you know we keep a lot of data right, on our clients. I mean, I know what size dress you wear, Mary. I know where you've been <laughs>、uh, on vacation. But my point is, we keep a lot of data. And one of the most interesting statistics we pick up is that which group of clients uniformly does the worst in our programs. It will surprise you so much you may fall off your chair. So maybe put on your seatbelt. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let me get ready. <laughs> get ready. What, which, I'll give you one guess, and then I'll give you the answer.、Um, It's the most unlikely group of clients. MBAs. No. I mean, MBAs do badly in general, just the sheer number. But within our client pool, the group that does the worst uniformly, hands down, and this will surprise you, is clients who are either dating or married to other McKinsey, BCG, or Bain consultants. The data doesn't、oh, wow. lie. I'm looking at the data right now because someone asked me this question a few days ago, and I had to look it up. They do the worst. Why do you think they do the worst? Because they want to be like their partners, and yes, what happens in these relationships is that, by and large, and this is this group is usually dominated by females who have their husbands in McKinsey, BCG, or Bain. Right? The relationship is one-sided. The husband has gone to a good school. He's done very well.、Mm-hmm. Right? He's the dominant member of the relationship, and. Because he's the dominant member, the wife—I mean, there's also some males here, but usually females—thinks, "Well, I'm not as good as my husband. I got to、mm-hmm. listen to him, right?" She's doing things to get the validation of her husband, even if the husband doesn't know the answer to everything. 
Now you but you'll say, but Michael, that doesn't make sense. He works at McKinsey. Obviously you'll know the answers to everything. But he works at McKinsey, he's not the expert on McKinsey, right? If your definition of being an expert is the fact that you work somewhere, then every company in the world should have no problem finding a CEO. They should just take any junior employee, right? Right. But think about that logic. We say that person works at McKinsey as an associate of business analyst, therefore we should follow them uniformly on their opinion. <laughs> but if that logic is true, then I can go to the most junior <laughs> employee at Apple and ask them everything about Apple. Right? Obviously, that's not true. But because of the way consulting firms market themselves, there's this belief that once you get in, you're like exceptional. Mm-hmm. So what happens here is this is what happens. The wife then is getting two pieces of advice. She's getting guidance from us mm-hmm. and she's getting guidance from her husband. And we're following different strategies. Now, what happens if you follow two different strategies in life? You don't do any of them well. You do them both badly. And it, that's what happens. You've got a situation where the one partner mm-hmm. seeks validation from the partner who's at the firm, does what the partner at the firm asks them to do, even though it may be incorrect. Mm-hmm. The partner who's at the firm thinks that they are now a global expert, even though they've only had maybe five interviews in their entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they now believe they can tell their wife what to do because they think if it worked for me, it's going to work for everyone, right? Right. And, you know, whenever I even tell people, if your partner is at McKinsey Business Japan, if you want to join the program, you have to be aware that you are now in the highest risk group. And they, they find it very surprising, but when I explain the logic, it, then they think, but Michael, if you are giving advice and my husband is giving advice, shouldn't it be the same? And then I explain to them, but by that logic, you and your brother should give same advice because you came from the same mother, right? But obviously it's going to be different. But people make that mistake. And again, it's because they seek external validation. The way to do this is to not worry what other people think. If you seek internal validation, if you are doing things because you want to be good at it, because you want to succeed, you will find your own path and you will do what you think is right, even if 100 people disagree with it. If you think about every pioneer in the world, they were called crazy initially. So to be a visionary, you have to be a little bit crazy because the definition of crazy means you don't do what other people do. And if you do what everyone does, you're basically following a very common strategy, right? So if you do what everyone else does, how can you be exceptional? The point I'm trying to raise here is that if you want to know whether you can mine your past or not, ask yourself a simple question. Are you driven by external validation or internal validation? If you're driven by external validation, you're not going to be good at this. You're going to have to have someone like me or someone guide you to do that. When everyone thinks it's a bad idea, that means nobody's doing it. And no one can see the value in it, Mm -hmm. which means probably it's a good idea to do it. Because there's no competition. Right? But there's also a reason why nobody's doing it. If you can sell bottled water to people, if you can sell bottled water, if you can convince people to take water from a tap that's been filtered <laughs> and bought, and you see them at Whole Foods, you know, all these very attractive ladies with muscles carrying it, putting it into their trolley and pushing it out into their SUVs. It's not about whether the idea is bad, it's only about whether the execution is bad. This was just thing as a bad idea. If you're familiar with sea monkeys, no. So this guy was a serial entrepreneur who decided that he wants to make money. So he found a shrimp where if you put them into water, they kind of just, I'm not even sure if they become alive mm-hmm. or they just, when you put them into water, they mm-hmm. start resembling a shrimp, but they are dead. But anyway, mm-hmm. he took this concept of buying this thing mm-hmm. and marketing it as sea monkeys. So you take this <laughs> pouch of powder and you put it into water and monkeys come up. Okay. Now you could say he's a fraudster, but you could also argue he's finding a way to create a pet. Now, mm-hmm. of course, you don't want to mislead people but my point here is that if you seek external validation you will only do what the market has mm-hmm. already determined is worth doing market being maybe your friends as well right which means you're trusting your friends which means you don't trust yourself so why would you not trust yourself you're not confident enough so you mean you will trust people that you don't know whose motivations are not aligned to your own 
you or maybe you just think they are they know better than you they, but do they know you well enough to know what's good for you probably not so why would you trust them that's a good question you know i'll give you a real example in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i went to a, a very prominent bank the other day mm-hmm. because i wanted them to invest my money and i sat down with this lady mm-hmm. and i was listening to her and i asked her you know, how do you make investment decisions? Mm-hmm. I want to know two things. If you're making an investment decision, how do I know that your bank is not going to invest in funds you own? Because mm-hmm. there's an incentive to do that. That's my first one. Mm-hmm. Second, how do you choose to invest in this stock versus another stock? And do you know, and actually, I knew when I was going to stop listening to this lady. Mm-hmm. When she said, we hire the best of the best. That's like telling me nothing, right? That's giving me a marketing line. You're hiring the best of the best. What does that mean, the best of the best? And then I was rationalizing this. Obviously, they're hiring people who... Mm-hmm pick stocks but how do you pick a stock you can either know a lot about a company and how it's going to perform or you follow the signals in the market now who understands a company better than anyone i would say strategy consultants Mm. we would understand how value is created so at the end of this i came out of this and think okay no one's going to manage my money i'm going to do it myself okay so here's an example whereby i went to listen to an expert Uh i didn't make her feel bad but when she said best of the best i realized this is not going to end well uh-huh. Because it's a cliche, it's a marketing line. It's not ex- answering my question. It's basically saying, hey, trust us, we know what we're doing. Whenever someone says, trust me, you know what you're doing, some people should be trusted if they're good. Mm-hmm. But this lady doesn't even have access to the way decisions are made. She's trusting other people within the firm. So you are right. When you make decisions, sometimes you don't trust yourself. But the difference in this is a key thing, and you know this, when you make decisions, your incentives are aligned correctly. You are incentivized to do what's good for yourself. When other people are giving you advice, they're not incentivized to do what's good for you. Sometimes they'll tell you to do something just because it makes them look smart. You speak to a friend who works in the pharmaceutical sector, he'll tell you invest in pharmaceuticals because I know pharmaceuticals. Because he's seeking external validation that he's an expert in pharmaceuticals. One of the core pillars of economics is incentive alignment, right? Yes. You should always trust yourself because your incentive is aligned differently versus someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen is these companies, is these people who, who teach you how to become a millionaire. And then you look at their business model, how do they teach you to become a millionaire? How do they become a millionaire? By teaching other people to become a millionaire. So they're going to teach you how to become a millionaire because that's the way they become a millionaire. Not because they're teaching you to become a millionaire, right? Right. You see the difference? And it's the same thing. It's about knowing the incentives. Mm-hmm. They've got a clever way to align their incentives. Their way of teaching other people to get what other people want gets them what they want. And there's a huge industry like that now where people teach you how to become, what they say, live your life and work four hours a day or something like that. Right. I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that. But the way they have become successful is by teaching you how to become successful. That's how they've actually become successful. Right? So you've got to remember this. The step back. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a step back. If you are externally, if you seek external validation, you can't do this. And the reason why you should be very careful about getting expert opinion is because the incentives are not the same. The expert is not incentivized to help you. They're incentivized mm-hmm. to be an expert. Does that make sense? You don't sound happy. Sorry, what? You don't sound happy. No, I, will, I was just thinking, I mean, no, that makes perfect sense. But still, like how, I mean, you know, when, some, when somebody don't really know. Let me put it this way. Uh-huh. You should seek experts for input, but not to make the decision. What most people do is they'll go to an expert, the expert will tell them what to do and they'll do it. You don't do that. You should take it as an input and make your own decision. That's what you should do. Don't Mm -hmm. outsource the decision to the expert. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a simpler way of saying it. But when you make the decision, don't do it because you want to fit in or be cool. Do it because you believe it's right for you, even if Mm -hmm. other people disagree. And you may fail. That's normal. But you will learn from failure as well. Make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense.